alive. <laughs> you like that jazz intro? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I got it for free. It was on a like free MP3 sounds or something like that. <laughs> MP3. Yeah. I, I went through like hundreds of them just to find that one because I didn't want it like two minutes long. I wanted something like five to ten seconds, and that was pretty good. There's no copyrights on that. Oh, that's good. Thanks for coming on. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Were you hesitant at all on coming on here? Uh, not hesitant. No. Uh-uh. Like, I've just never never done this before. So. Really? Yeah. I've done plenty of TV interviews and stuff, but oh, never have a you? podcast. Oh, this, is, this is my fifth one, so it's pretty new, too, for okay. me. I'm just oh. good at talking shit, but we're not going <laughs> to talk shit. Not yet, at least. I'll wait till I get a couple of beers pumped in me. Uh, if you could, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Casey. I'm from Minot. I'm a police officer. And... What else do you want to know? <laughs> That's good enough for now. We'll, we'll, right. we'll start asking some questions. Yeah. <laughs> born and raised in North Dakota? Yeah, born and raised. And you live across the street from my parents. <sighs> That's a, it's a, it's a rough, it's a, I don't want to say a rough place. What, what's the governor, what's the governor saying? North Dakota tough, North Dakota strong? Uh, well, North Dakota, no, North Dakota smart, but then North, like for... He always like yeah, North North Dakota tough, something like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You don't see any homeless people in North Dakota. More like North Dakota <laughs> dumb, maybe sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a hard climate up here for sure. Like I'm not saying it it ages people, but people look rough over in Williston. Uh, uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Oh, a little yeah. bit. This climate will get to you. I don't know if it's between that and and the the boozing, but boozing the. Lack of sunshine. The Vitamin D is important. You know? Uh, I mean, negative 50 out for several days in a row. It's it's crazy. Like, I came from Georgia before I moved up here, and it was like 88 degrees when I left Georgia. And then when I got to mine out, it was like 97. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and that was, uh, I think that was, it was, I got here in 2018, and that was the winter where it hit like negative 66 or something like that in February. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, when can I leave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kudos to you guys. That's it, a that's a different type of breed up here for sure. I just got back from the Sweet Bowling Alley over by the by the Grand, and that place was popping. It was like people were wearing like t-shirts rolling up there. It's negative thirty-two outside. Oh yeah, t-shirts, shorts. Jesus Christ. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways, so officer, what got you into law enforcement? Oh. It's kind of a long story, but um, it actually started because I started doing some ride-alongs with my then-boyfriend, yeah. now, now ex-husband, and um, had a teaching degree, elementary education, and got nice. done with that, and couldn't see myself being a teacher. And so I was like, shit, what am I going to do? Because that's all I ever <laughs> wanted to do all my life um, was be a teacher. And so I was kind of at a you know, a real hard place in my life of what's next. Sure. Um, did some ride-alongs, knew kind of the job a little bit just from dating. And I knew that I wanted to be in my community and, and do things. Um, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll try and be a cop. And so <laughs> I applied and got hired. And here I am almost 13 years later. 13? I thought you yeah. were like eight or nine. No, it'll be 13. 13, 13 Jesus in a couple Christ. weeks. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So, yep. That's it's weird how you can go to college for four years and do something like that and be like, this is what I'm going to do. And then just like a handful of things can just have a domino effect and change the course of what you'll do for the next quarter of your life. Oh, yeah, totally. Your I, I mean, I 
I totally don't think I knew who I was as a, even as a person, let alone like what I wanted to be, you know, career wise or anything like that sure. at that age. So, um, it was eye opening, uh, for sure. And a little heartbreaking too. Cause I was like, I want to work with kids. That's all I ever wanted to do is, you know, be a teacher and do all that. But now I, my career path has led me back into that. And so it's kind of the best of both worlds right now. So you're, so just so everyone knows, you're no longer on the street doing street cop stuff. You're, where, yeah. where are you at now? I am a school resource officer. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I work uh, every day with high school kids and now middle school um, as well. Um, be bopping around, covering, we're down, down some people. So um, one of our SROs decided to up and move to Canada over Christmas. Like so, for permanent resident? Yeah. His wife is Canadian, and so he, they, she moved and got a job up there, and they moved, and he retired, and was like, peace out. <laughs> and then they, did they offer it to you, or is that something you had to no, apply so, for? Yeah, no, so that's, um, you know, we, we all have our, like, our home schools, and then we, we don't have the manpower right now at the police department to fill that spot. And so the three of us that are in the schools just kind of took it upon ourselves and just said, you know what, we'll cover this. And so we just rotate every day. Really? So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. When you said SRO, that's senior ranking officer? No, school resource officer. Oh, school resource officer. Yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking military. I'm, ac- I'm actually a master officer is my oh. level. Yeah. So. So that's your level in the eyes of the police department or in the, in the school system? In, the, in? in the eyes of the police department. So you what, so that's your rank as a master officer? Yes. I was going to talk to you about the ranking structure on there and how that works. So for... For if I wanted to apply to be a cop in my not, do I have to have a certain education to a certain point? Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. And so, um, you know, we've recently, probably in like the last five years, have changed it a little bit with our hiring process just to try and get more candidates in. But um, so 60 credit hours, like a, an associate's degree or whatever, you can put yourself through an academy, um, which is like the equivalent of an associate's. You can have a four-year degree basically in anything um, or four years of prior military Oh, they take well. four years with, yeah. and just void the college? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, comes into effect if you ever want to promote, because um, there's certain stipulations if you want to promote past, um, you know, certain ranks in the department, you have to have a four-year degree. And, really? And, yeah. Okay. So, so that tends to be a little bit of a hiccup, but um, for some people, you know, if they're prior military, they've already done some time and probably aren't going to be there all their life, so. <laughs> sure. Now, is this, is that generally how it is as far as, like, the, you got to have four years military uh, associates or any kind of... Uh, bachelor's degree for you to get into most police departments as, f- as far as getting hired on? Are they even look at you or is it like, does it change by county to state? To Yeah, you know, I think some of the, like some of the, the bigger departments, I mean, I know that there's some county departments out there that have like one, two, three man departments and it's like okay if you're 18 you got a driver's license and we can we can post certify you we'll give you a gun and here you go Hold up, Jim Bob. yeah so <laughs> There's a um, yeah uh so but i mean it's minimal qualifications um you know as far as what the the state says are the, the minimums and then each department can put on their their own specifications so sure but how many so you, you guys said you're you're short man as far as we are bodies go yeah so we had some um, we have, you know, have had some people leave recently and then we've got some retirements coming up. Um, and we also have, um, several military, um, that are still, um, in the reserve. And so they're getting ready to, we have some deployments coming up. So, um, we'll be short there, but we just hired, 
um, I think they said, what are we, four or five new officers? And we just put four through FTO, uh, like field training and all that. And they just like, just barely got out on their own. So it's like, I feel like every couple of months we're hiring, we're training, we're hiring, we're training. Good. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. My yeah. getting bigger too. Like just from the couple of years I've been here, like it's blowing up. Oh yeah. For the longest time we had from like, for the like <clears throat> the last 30 years, I mean, up until a few years ago, probably five, six years ago, we had the same number of officers, even though, you know, our population increased and all of that went up. But now it's like, now we're adding to our force and, you know, our um, licensed officers. So sure. it's, we're trying to <laughs> work our way up there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you guys just, do you guys have like any kind of, I don't want to say like campaigns, but like, almost like, like military has recruiters, right? Like they'll go out and be like, hey, do this. It's awesome. These are the benefits. Like I saw a billboard, but like mm-hmm. that's about all I saw. Yeah, you know, our community outreach, um, our newly renamed, um, it used to be our crime prevention office. It's now, we've done some restructuring lately, and so it's now our community outreach branch. Sure. Um, they do, they go out to some of the, you know, academies, and they team with, um, you know, like Lake Region and Alex Tech, and they put stuff out on social media and billboards and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, so as much as they can, but let's be honest, who wants to be a cop right now? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's not the most glamorous job. Climate's weird. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you know, before, whereas you couldn't, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, you, it was hard to get a job. I mean, it was like, three, four openings, you got a hundred people applying for a job. And now really? it's, oh yeah. Yeah. And some really? of these bigger cities. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, a, a very sought after position. And now it's, we're like trying to keep you know, the, keep the, keep, stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's, it's gotta be hard. It's like, uh, is there, is the, is the, do they post what the public, starting salary is for for you guys uh, you don't have to say any numbers if, if, you know, if it's not public I, no oh that's all public um, is it? It, it is and i'm not exactly sure what the starting pay is but i know like we'll we'll take like lateral transfers so people who have which is new too like people who have come from a different department or whatever um you know so you've got eight years on at a department somewhere else and you come over um, after like your probationary period of a year or whatever then they'll they'll start to do lateral transfers and you'll promote faster and and kind of work up on that that pay grade to try and keep some of that retention in okay now so. now I'm, I'm i'm asking this because i'm i'm kind of ignorant to the facts like say if you do 11 years or say if you do if you want to punch out next year and you mm-hmm. do 14 in minot and you want to go work in rapid city south dakota as far as your retirement goes you have to start over when you get there or does the time you have have any weight to it when you get there as far as as far as retirement goes because like military you can go from base to base job to job branch to branch mm-hmm. enlisted to officer and as long as you do 20 years you can collect a paycheck after that you know, I, I don't know how it works from, you know, department to department. I think because we're not all on the same retirement system. It's, you guys have, like, multiple? Yeah, we do. Really? No. I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're a state employee, like, if you were moving from, like, state job to state job, it wouldn't be an issue because that's all the same system. Um, but if, you know, going from one state to the next from a different department, I, I don't know if, if other departments would say, okay, yeah, we're going to say that you're vested. You're vested at your own, you know, your last department. Now, you know, we'll take that in or if it's going to be, you know, a rule of 85 or, you know, 20 or whatever it is. Sure. So. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be hard too. Cause it's like, Hey, if you come here, 
Mm-hmm. When you leave, like you got to start over wherever you go. Yep. That's, yeah. Yep. I've always said when I leave this department, I'm done. I'm done copping. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Have you ever thought about trying to do something else or go federal or anything like that? Um, no, not really. I mean, not uh, law enforcement wise. I mean, I would, I would maybe stay in the system. Um, probably not on a law enforcement aspect, but work with like juvenile court or something like that. Sure. Um, just because I think that's where my heart is, is working with the youth and some of those different things. I think there's only four FBI agents in the entire state of North Dakota. Like, I'm pretty sure it's four because I met one of the chicks. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I, mean, I think there might be more. She was a special agent. I don't know what she was doing. I was I was flying around with her and some, some homeboy from DHS mm-hmm. doing, like, that kind of stuff. Yep. And I was like, how many are there in, like, North Dakota? Like, I don't see a whole lot of <laughs> whole lot of big-time federal crime. I was like, yeah, there's, like, four or five of us. I, I could yeah, be wrong because it's been years ago. Um, yeah, there could be. And most of their work, I mean, we obviously – I mean, especially me, um, hardly ever see them, but um, they do. I know that they do a lot of work within, you know, the reservations and stuff like that. Oh, so. yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have, to, ever have to work with any of those reservation law enforcement type? Um, only if it's like a case that, you know, somehow spills over, you know, into our jurisdiction or if there's, you know, some like uh, mutual aid type thing that they need or whatever, but not very often for me. You can probably explain it better than me, but... For, for those that don't know, when we say reservation that belongs to Native American folk or whatever First Nation folk are on that reservation and they have a difference that, like, they don't abide by the rules we have to abide by, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Could yep. you elaborate? Because I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty ignorant on that. Yeah, so, like, for us, for, like, law enforcement, um, if they are an enlisted tribal member, um, they have – they fall under their own uh, tribal law. You know, so, like, they have their own um, tribal um, police – and the only people outside of that that have jurisdiction on, like, on them for, like, criminal matters and stuff would be FBI, like a federal um, special agent. So if they, like, left the reservation, did some, if they're, like, let's say over at, uh, what's north of us, Potno, in their reservation up there? Oh, um, up in Belcourt, what is that? Uh, I don't know. Let's say if those guys up north went way down south into South Dakota and started mm-hmm. doing some stuff, whatever county or sheriff's department or municipality hemmed them up they could be like hey i don't i'm first nation so no no only within their like geographical oh, oh okay yeah so once like, you no 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 so once they once they're once they're like say they're off the reservation um, um out of outside of their tribal land if they they come to you know our jurisdiction or something they're still um F- fair game yeah culpability is still there sure. like they're i mean but by by the same rules everyone else does. absolutely yeah okay. absolutely oh i thought you oh okay good yeah. i was like that could, that's no, gonna be only, complete anarchy <laughs> only on the reservation on okay. their tribal land yeah i've never even really heard of that happening or nothing's ever made the headline so i doubt that's even a thing or i don't think the feds want to dip their fingers in that well i just that. know that there's a lot of stuff that happens on the reservation that nobody ever hears about um, there's a lot of a lot of shady shit going over in, in Montana, and the, I've seen the billboards for the First Nation, like younger females mm-hmm. getting getting snatched up. Yeah, human trafficking hard, and all of that. Hard, yeah. Yep. I saw, I, I don't know if it was a movie or a documentary I watched, where they started rattling off, like, name after name, and mm-hmm. it was just, like, the statistics, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yep, yep. it is, It's a, and it's a very, Ugh. very scary, scary thing, so. Ugh. Yeah, what's the, what's the closest r- reservation from here? Probably one down Fort Berthold, which is like south of us, like the Newtown area. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, there was one on the lake down there. Yeah, Fort. Uh, I believe that's Fort Berthold. That um, sounds familiar. Yeah, and then there's like Spirit Lake, and then there's, um, which is, um, I think that is the one that's down by uh, Cannonball, like south, 
southwestish of Bismarck. Um, and then there's Devil's Lake, and there's, you know, um, up in, in Belcourt. I don't, know, I don't know all of the names, but there's a few of them. Mm. Yeah, we flew over over one one time. It was down by Sakaka. We, uh, no one mm-hmm. was out there. Gorgeous land, though, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very, very. Yeah. Yeah, my mom lives in Arizona, near the Utah-Arizona border. There's a reservation you got to go through. That's on the highway. And she's like, don't stop. You're going <laughs> through the res. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She's like, just don't stop. I was like, oh, okay. I get to take your word for it. <laughs> so being in 13 years, what are some upsides and downsides that you, you face being in law enforcement, specifically in, in Minot or, I don't want to say small town, but it's mm-hmm. not a metropolitan city, what what most would think of as a metropolitan city you know honestly like i mean i was born and raised here so going into um, law enforcement um i felt like i was pretty sheltered and naive about what actually happens in our town um and so yeah while we are you know we're not you know chicago we're not detroit we're not these you know minneapolis these big huge um, inner cities that have um, a ton of gang problems and murders every day and and you know, um, the volume of calls, um, we still see everything. Oh yeah. Um, we still see everything. And so, um, we, but we also, I mean, some of our troubles are, you know, we have lack of resources. We've got <laughs> lack of manpower. We've got, um, you know, all those things that, that I think every department deals with, whether they're big or small, if that makes sense. No, yeah, for sure. Um, it does. but I was, I was absolutely like shocked at like, holy crap, this stuff actually goes on in, in, why not? Like in my town, um, I was not aware of, you know, the domestics and the drugs and the, you know, the thefts and all of that stuff. Um, that how, did, how, how did you take that? Like once you saw that small town, Minot, North Dakota, has all this dirty shit that's behind closed doors. Like mm-hmm. how, how did you how did you deal with that? Or what was your thoughts? Like, Jesus Christ. Like I became much more aware <laughs> aware of my surroundings aware of what I like what I was doing and how I was living my life you know it was no longer like um okay I'm gonna leave my car running while I run into the the grocery store because I was like it's gonna get jacked or somebody's gonna steal I'll leave, it I'll you leave know mine running hoping someone you does. know <laughs> so- <laughs> I hate that fucking Camry <laughs> um you know or um locking your you know doors to your house and and things like that or just noticing different things um I mean, once you once you have have worked it and been in, especially like in the in the drug world, let's say, um, when you see somebody who has been on methamphetamine and they're and they're tweaking it or they're it's, you know, it's scary. It it is, and and when you finally know, like, oh my gosh, I know what you know. You're so much more aware of what's going on around you. Yeah, it has to be weird. And you become a little bit callous, like, um, not you know, or, or maybe a little bit more cynical. Um, like just like over the years as, as things go on. Probably more of a, a realist, like uh, cynical, sure. But like, yeah, I could see being like seeing this stuff all the time. You got to start having like some tough skin. and Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some things that just don't, whereas before they probably would have, you know, really bothered me or whatever. Now I'm like, yeah, this is, this is life. This is reality. <clears throat> Do they have any, any programs within the, uh, police department to help you cope with traumatic things, stressful things? Are they like, hey, 
let's get you off the street for, you know, rotate, like rotate you off the street or do they have anything that's kind of set in place like that? No, we don't have anything that's like set in place. Like if you, you know, every, every year you're going to rotate out of, you know, a certain position or whatever, but we have, um, you know, we've got an employee assistance program. So if there's, you're seeking, like you want to talk to somebody about things that you're going through or whatever, um, we do have, you know, like critical incident debriefs. So if we, if we, go through something that's you know pretty major say there's getting a shootout yeah yeah um you get in a shootout or if you go on a, a really traumatic um gruesome homicide or you know things like that that just really you know like it's going to affect not only you know you like patrol officers but the detectives and the you know the ambulance crew and the firefighters and the dispatchers everybody around will have those critical incident debriefs just to kind of like oh okay you know i'm not the only one feeling you know feeling this way that's good. Yeah. So, so th- and those help. I've, I've been a part of several of those. So is there, is there like any, so those, those are usually like a positive thing and everyone kind of talks about it and like mm-hmm. de-stresses. Yeah. And, and they're not, they're not mandatory. They're not, um, you can talk, you can sit there, you can not say a word, you can, um, say as much as you want or as little as you want. Um, but they, I don't, you know, I've not talked to anybody that's ever been involved that says, oh, this was, you know, a bunch of bullshit. This wasn't worth it. No, no, they're, I mean, they're very valuable. Sure. Is there any, like, let's say if you, like, you're the unlucky one that just gets all the fucked up calls and all the accidents that just everyone's dead in or mm-hmm. you're like getting, going to every domestic violence case where the, it's mm-hmm. just horrible when you roll up. Is there anything more than those briefs that you can go to? You can be like, hey, like, I'm hitting the bottle way too much. Like my, my family life's fucking falling apart. Like, is there something else that they offer you or is it just like a, yeah, that would be like through our EAP program. What's, uh, what's that? So the employee assistance program that has access to like mental health professionals or, you know, counseling okay. or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's where so, I was getting at. I didn't know if you had like yeah. a mental health avenue yeah. you could go down. Yeah. 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 You can. So. Is there, is there any, cause I know, I don't want to say I know. We have, there, there is mental health in the military, right? So, like, if you come back from a deployment, whatever it is, you can you can go talk to mental health if you need to, about anything, whether it's deployment-related, family-related, like, whatever. You, there's different avenues you can talk to, but I'm not saying there's a negative connotation to talking to them, but if I talk to, like, let's say if, I, if someone's in the military and they talk to mental health enough, mm-hmm. or they talk to about you know, they hit certain things they talk about that could, I want to say, exclude them from either getting a certain position. But, like, if I go in there for X, Y, and Z, that's going to trigger on their system to be like, hey, he can't go into this position because he's had multiple problems with X, Y, and Z over the years. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's going to be a liability, and we don't want to take that risk. So that's going to shut that avenue is it kind of is it the same thing for there um you know i don't think like if if i were to go in on my own and say you know i'm having issues with um you know say you know yeah like i'm hitting the bottle too much or i'm you know drinking or i'm um trying to cope with these things that i'm going and i go in on my own um there's a confidentiality a client patient confidentiality where it would be different would be like if i say i did get involved in an officer involved shooting and i have to be, you know, cleared by a physician or a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whoever um, before I can return to duty. Um, I think that that would be the only hang-up to where somebody, you know, or obviously if something happened to where you were um, committed uh, for mental health and they deemed that you, you know, um, fall under the category of 
not being able to carry a handgun or do your job because of that, because of the mental health commitment, then obviously there would be, you know, that would be an issue. But um, I've never, I have never in, in the time that I've been there heard of anybody who's, you know, sought out help and, and that's been used against them. Um, Good. So. Good. Nor should it be, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. nor should it be. No, it this sh- stigma of this mental health stuff needs to, um, it needs to go away um, because we are seeing a lot of people who um, who aren't seeking help because of the fear of reprisal. Yes, yeah. fuck yeah, absolutely. Even on even like on on my side, like, and I had a I had a licensed therapist on last time, and I don't think it's like talked about enough because there's like the stick there's a stigma with it. Mm-hmm. Like me being a dude too, like I'm not gonna go talk to my bros about my feelings and yeah. how I don't you know I'm arguing with my wife and like I'm not. That's a that's a that's a rarity if it does happen for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely, and, it, and it's especially in your line of work. I didn't know if there'd be any negative connotations to. Not that I've heard of. No, not that I've heard. That's of, good. So. That's good. And honestly, like I don't think I and I've never been in an officer involved shooting, but every everyone that I have known that has, they can't come back to work until they've met with a. You know, a psychologist or oh, a second, yeah, you know. That'll rattle your fucking can. Oh, I can about imagine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I know what I've seen and I've been through in the job and, and how it's affected me. But, um, you know, and an officer-involved shooting would be something that absolutely would. <clears throat> I've never had anyone actively try and, like, look at me and be like, I'm going to shoot that motherfucker. But, like, I've woken up to fucking AK chatter going off about 100 yards from me. And then I heard some, re- some 50 cal return fire. <laughs> and then I've seen fucking... Mortars hit the place I was at for every fucking day for seven months, and it's like, that's not that's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> it's way. Not a, it's not a good time. I've also seen dudes get shot. I've seen dudes get shot at in St. Louis in bad parts of St. Louis. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's just like fuck that. Like, yeah. I very vividly still remember it. Yep. Hard. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. It's it's glad you guys have that stuff to cope with. And I, I was I, I don't know why I was getting it construed. I felt like. In the military side, it's like everything's connected. But if mm-hmm. you go to Trinity or whatever it is, yeah. or you go to the civilian local mm-hmm. hospital, like there's HIPAA laws and they can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, yeah, I don't, I was based on that. But. And I feel like some maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like things are a lot different in the military <laughs> when you, I mean, there, there's just so much that's open um, for you guys, you know, between your, your brass and all, like, you know, like your uppers and all of that so yeah yeah it gets weird a lot of people lie when they take those little surveys like do you drink <laughs> never drink in my life <laughs> that's a lie <laughs> how much do you sleep i sleep nine fucking hours a day man i never wake up <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think you ever said what are some of the what did i ask you what was uh you said you gave me the downsides of law enforcement and seeing oh. that that real aspect. Give me we need to we need to get positive. What are oh, some, yeah, what are yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some upsides? No, so I have the greatest job in the world, um, working with kids. Um, you know, when I started, I've been in the schools now since January of 2014, um, and I've worked with um, grades six through 12 um, in that time period, and um, working with kids and and building that bridge between, you know, law enforcement and our youth is um, something that's so gratifying and it's so needed because kids can build their their own, um, you know, opinions about law enforcement or, you know, based off of what their friends have said or their parents or their, 
you know, or, aunts or, or uncles or whoever. Like what they've seen. What they've seen, you know. I mean, it could be a show on TV. Um, but being able to be an active part in building those relationships and the rapport with those kids um, is by far the greatest job ever. Um, it's definitely not for everybody. Um, I can imagine. <laughs> so, um, but there, you know, there is so much. Um, I, I don't think anybody goes into law enforcement and they're like, I don't want to help people. Because I think anybody who goes into law enforcement wants to help. Whether it's you want to help because you want to, you know, save the day or you want to solve all the crimes or you want to, you know, hold these people accountable for doing the wrongs or whatever, or you want to work with kids day in and day out and educate them and try and steer them in the right direction or, um, you know, those types of things. So there are a ton of, um, a ton of good things and, and, you know, helping somebody, um, is, um, whether you may not know it at the time, um, or it might be, you know, a week later, or two weeks later, you get a phone call from somebody and they're like, hey, I just, you know, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate what you did for me. Um, or you get a letter, you know, that they send to the chief and they're like, I just want to say, you know, these officers went above and beyond or whatever. And you're just, you're just doing your job. But no, then, cool. but then awesome. you're like, okay, this is, this is all. I want to keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yep. Yep. People don't usually call us on a good day, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> they no call us when hey, they're having a bad fine. day. everything's fine. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Click. <laughs> so, um, but there are times too when you, I uh, get to deal with people when, when things are okay and good and or it's after the fact. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. The good's really good and the bad's probably fucking really bad. It can be really bad. Yes. Uh, yes, it can. What are, what are some pet peeves you have? <laughs> when you, especially when you put the badge In on. life, like. No, when you, <laughs> Somebody... when, you, when you put the uniform on. I, I got a really good friend of mine in Missouri. He was a, uh, he was a city cop for eight years in, in St. Anthony. Uh, which is right outside of like inner city St. Louis mm-hmm. metropolitan area, and he was there for like all the shit going on at Ferguson. Oh like, yeah, it was fucking crazy, and he was getting burned out. And he's he's over in like rural Missouri now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's still sketchy. He sent me a video of one of the EOD texts or the explosive warnings yep. texts, like, "Hey, we did a random traffic stop, found a fucking pipe bomb in this dude's truck," <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck, man." <laughs> So, ah, uh, pet peeves. Let's see. I mean, I think this is probably every cop's pet peeve, but like you walk in somewhere and everybody's like, I didn't do it. You know, and that's exactly what he there. said. That's <laughs> like, fucking what he said. It wasn't me or it was him. That's you exactly. know? He's, like, he's like, it's so fucking annoying, bro. I walk in and one guy will go, oh, that's him. He did it. It's him over there. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I think that's every cop's pet peeve because it's like, first of all, we probably don't really want to be walking into a place of business for you know, whatever reason, unless we're trying to grab some lunch or something, but, um, oh, what else? I don't know. I mean, that is probably my biggest pet peeve is when, and then you just kind of like laugh it off and be like, okay. Uh, oh, you're a good citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, is there, I, you know, I hate it when people like when I'm legit doing my job and they're like, you don't have anything better to do. Mm, nope. This is my job. Even if I'm out running traffic or if I'm hanging a parking ticket or if I'm doing a welfare check or, you know, like, or investigating, you don't have anything better to do? Mm, Nope. This is my job. (laughs) That's, that's like, because it's such a, I don't want to say a uneducated thing to say, but it's such an ignorant fucking thing to say. (laughs) So don't get me wrong. Probably like out of the hundred times it happens, there's like five times that cop probably has some better shit he could be doing. But the other 95% of the time, it's like, no, asshole, this is my job. Yep. <laughs> like, this is what the taxpayers are paying me to do. Yep, exactly, exactly. Uh, 
it's not all glamorous, but yeah. <laughs> so don't when I when I see you at the old at the scenic, don't be like, "Hey, my friend did it. Like, <laughs> could it lock him up?" <laughs> okay, for all you guys out there, don't say that shit. <laughs> This is, this is from Missouri to North Dakota. No one fucking thinks it's funny yes. besides you and your ate-up friend. <laughs> uh, so yeah. in these rural towns, do you feel, so like, let me rephrase this. Is there is there a disconnect between the, the, the cops and the people that are in law enforcement and the legislative bodies or the governing people that that write new ordinances and or take some away? Or how does that happen? Like if you see that they're doing this this and this all the time it's not it's not illegal to do that can you be like hey we should probably put an ordinance in for this or how do the is how do the laws get updated removed added and do you guys have any say in that to the people that actually write those into law yeah so um i think that that's one thing that people don't realize is that you know our our chiefs and our sheriffs and our different localizations, whether it's, you know, our FOPs or our local, you know, our police unions, whether it's, you know, for us, it's our fraternal order police um, or different groups, um, committees and, and things that when, when a, you know, a bill gets proposed or something, or we see, Hey, this needs to be changed. um, While we don't have, um, you know, a direct say in what it is, but, you know, reaching out to those, say legislators or, or whoever and saying, okay, for this is, this is why we can't change it to this, or this is, this is the reality of it. Um, you know, when, because they're, they're not, especially when they, when they try to change, you know, laws that, um, they probably have no idea about and no, how no the, fucking idea. inside yeah, workings of, um, you grand, know, 82 year old grandpa Joe's thinking he knows everything. Still. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's going to save a buck or if it's going to, you know, whatever, if that's the you know right way to do it in their eyes. Um, but no, we do, um, our, there are different, you know, organizations and, um, the, the chiefs and the sheriffs and stuff, um, you know, sit in on a lot of that, um, for whoever, you know, proposes those bills and, and give some input, um, which is, it's good because that, that has to happen. No, so. it does. And do you, is there, I know you probably don't want to say this, but is there any hidden agendas when you see these kind of things happening? Mm. Like for instance, I don't even, I don't, I don't want to bring. So the, the mayor of Minot mm-hmm. also sells, let's say for instance, an example, the mayor of Minot, Sitma, Mayor Sitma also works for an automotive insurance company mm-hmm. is there anything that people can do to whistleblow or say that's foul play if he were to start writing all these super hard laws on auto insurance and you could say that's weird because he's the mayor he also works for an auto insurance company and now he's trying to push for these super strict laws that you have to have x y and z insurance and yeah yeah i mean obviously like at that level i mean there's checks and balances there's different readings and you know the city council like all the members would have to agree on it and and i think for the for a lot of um a lot of it you know our our local government does do a pretty good job of listening to its community members um you know if and when people will take the time to to speak out and and voice their opinions on it um but I mean, I don't know. I think politics are. <laughs> it's dirty. <laughs> they're, 
they're corrupt in every way. Every fucking way. Uh, from the inception, I actually just had this conversation with my dad the other day. Oh, um, Terry. Yeah, about, um, <laughs> you know, and, and right, or, I mean, it's, you know, right or wrong or whatever, but there's always a, <laughs> there's always a hidden agenda um, sure. behind, you know, different things and, and whatever else, but um, maybe someday we'll, we'll, we'll find the right answer, but um, yeah, there's, no, yeah, I mean, he's, he doesn't have the power to be like, oh, we're going to put this into effect, um, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, laws and so they have uh, like, so I've, stuff. I've seen the, the council and they've like talked about stuff. I, what was it? I don't know if you've ever heard of Reddit or not. It's like the online mm-hmm. thing. That, mm-hmm. There was a thing about Minot that made like the front page of Reddit that had like 200,000 upvotes where it was all the, all the, all the people that were protesting. I think it was because they put a, um, a gay pride flag up in front of the. Capitol. It was bigger and larger than the American flag. I don't know if that's what what yeah. it was, but everyone so was like, "I day. hate the gays, get them out of here!" Oh yeah, yeah, that was a huge. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Soundboard's going wild. Yeah, it um, was like. No, that was a big, big, huge um, thing. They, um, it was on like Equality Day or whatever, and they they raised it. Um, and that and was the thing is that it was it was bigger and larger than the American flag and people oh absolutely God. lost it. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I mean, I clearly didn't pay enough attention in you uh, know social studies class or whatever. But um, there was a lot of a oh, lot I saw of people. The, I saw the videos. The fucking dudes were ready to murder people. Mm-hmm. Murder. Mm-hmm. I did go to the Minots. I don't want to say it was the first drag show back in 2019, but I think it was the first drag show down at the Armory right oh, off yeah. Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I think it was the first one, because you saw, like, just going to uh, a drag show, you're going to see, when I say drag show, I don't mean, like, race car drag shows, I mean, like, <laughs> dudes dressed up as chicks that dance on a stage for people, <laughs> drag show. Uh, I used to go to them all the time in Missouri and St. Louis and stuff, and it's just, I don't know, it's a, it's usually a good crowd, everyone's really happy, it's just a bunch of dudes dressed like chicks, everyone's uh-huh. drinking, having a good time. Yep. Uh no, I don't swing that way. I'm happily married to a, a, a woman, so uh, just for all, to all the naysayers out there. But it was it was weird because we were there, and it was like you see this young guy. He looks like he's like artsy, like college age male, mm-hmm. dressed like a chick, and then all of a sudden you see like farmer fucking Joe roll up in his '82 Ford and yeah. his coveralls, and he's like, "Hell yeah, brother! Been waiting 34 years for this shit." And they get out, and it was it was it was it was, it was really weird because it was. A drag show in Minot, North Dakota. It was the first one. It was a good time overall. And I think the I went to the second one last year, too, over at the Grand Hotel. Uh-huh. That shit was crazy. It was fucking shoulder to shoulder, like a thousand people. Really? Oh, my God. It was so much fun. It was so good. All oh, right. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out next time. Have you time. ever been to one? No, I haven't. Oh, that's, it's it's a blast. Like, no. Me and, the, me and the wife went, and I got a bunch of people from work. One guy especially. He's from... Like backwoods Appalachia, Tennessee, like <laughs> grew up going to church where they hold like rattlesnakes and shit, you know. Like, yeah. I took him, and after I took him, the, I took him to that first one, and he was like, "Man, everyone here's so nice. Like everyone's like, oh, I'm get, everyone's looking at me, guys and girls. I'm like, hell yeah." <laughs> then the second one we go to, I meet up with him at the at the Grand Hotel. And I get there, and he's wearing like a button up with all the buttons unbuttoned, and he's got like eyeliner on him. He's got kids, you know, he's got an old lady. I'm like, you wear makeup? He's like, what? I'm like, you wear fucking makeup? He's like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to fit in. Oh, <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. No, you should go to the next one. They're pretty good times. Yeah. It's weird. You've never seen it before. I mean, I've seen, like, I've seen 
not I've not been to a drag show, but I've seen somebody dressed as drag and like Oh, and we're talking we're not just talking dress, we're talking dudes that look like me throwing a whole bunch of makeup, but you can see the five o'clock shadow coming through the foundation. Okay. And now they're wearing nothing but (laughs) (laughs) fucking going up on stage, dropping like it's hot. It gets it's weird, it's fun, it's it's a really good crowd. Everyone there is super happy. And uh, I don't know why all those those dudes at the city council were getting really upset at the flag. Was it because it was bigger? That's yeah, what I'm trying. That was the issue. Is because it was bigger than the American flag, and flag code says that the American flag has if it's on you know it is. has That's to true. be yeah. That's true. So that was the yeah, issue. I didn't know that. I thought it was yep. just because they had it in front of them. Well, okay. And so there are people that were like, "Why are you?" Why are you going to make this one special day? Now we're going to create a day for everybody or whatever. But there was a lot of issue about the whole code conduct sure. of the flag. I think so. they probably used the but, fact that it was bigger than the American flag as the... I'm sure. Nobody wants yeah. to, you know, be open and accept anything. No, no. <laughs> and that's one thing I noticed when I got to North Dakota, like in, in Georgia where I was at, I could I could go to my neighbor who was a six-year-old lady and i could just sweet talk her and she would love me mm-hmm. like like you're the best you're so nice i come up here and i try you know sweet talk and work a deal out whatever it is and they're like nope don't give a fuck <laughs> it's like god y'all are some hard people up here like ain't sweet talking shit yeah uh. you're a foreigner <laughs> oh yeah they noticed too yeah uh. Uh. what's the i know we went over like what what were some of the uh, uh upsides and downsides but what are some of the what's the one really good experience that comes to mind with you going to work and what's one of the bad ones if you want to talk about that Mm. probably not and that's fine but good one for sure oh good one well i if okay if i have to think off the top of my head like one specific experience um you know i do i mean i have there's a lot but like Overall, like one of my most favorite things ever to do is um, our Cops and Kids event where we take underprivileged kids shopping for Christmas gifts for themselves every year. That's awesome. And um, I mean, every year that I've, um, you know, been an officer, um, I've done it. You know, if I'm in town and I'm here, I've done it. So like nine out of my, you know, 12 Christmases that I've been here, I've done it. Um, It's like my favorite thing ever. Um, And those kids remember you. And so then for a long time, for a long time, because I've had some of these kids that came up and they're like, yo, I went shopping with you. Do you remember? And I'm like, what? And then I like take out my pictures and like look to see, oh, my gosh, you know. Um, And so it's just it's one of those things that, yeah, it's not really like part of the job, but it is. And so um, we have the opportunity to do that. And um, it it just is 100 percent positive. That's you good. Know, yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. We uh we flew to Vegas one. This isn't for kids, but this is for the we flew to we flew to the Vegas air show one time. Oh wow. Yeah, it was a long haul. We got a last minute phone call like, Hey, you wanna go to the Vegas air show? We're like, Yeah. So we flew out there in like a day and a half, like turning and burning. And the Huey doesn't go that fast. Huey goes like uh, cruising speeds like a hundred knots, which is around hundred miles an hour, just to keep it simple. Okay. But by the time we got there it was like you got all these like state of the art like fifth generation stealth bombers and you got like the big cargo planes and all like the a10 warthogs and you got us like an old vietnam era helicopter <laughs> and we got the longest fucking line and it was like grandpa joby walking with his grandkids and he'd like see the huey out of the corner of his eye and he's like Pfft. and he just like beeline it yeah. over to us and he's like hey son come over here is how i sat in this motherfucker now he's like i jump out of it like this and it was nothing relatable to what you're saying 
but it was pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. <coughs> uh, worst thing? Oh, you don't have to say worst thing. I, yeah. I, I probably shouldn't ask that. It's probably some stuff you don't even want to talk about. Yeah. What's the craziest shit, though? Oof, duh. <laughs> for those that don't know, Ufta is, uh, <laughs> is like a Jesus Christ for all these Norwegian fucks up here. Oh, um, crazy. Is, I, you know, I've seen some crazy stuff. How about the most Jerry Springer thing you've rolled up to? Because <sighs> <laughs> I love me some Jerry Springer, I'm not going to lie. Oh, um, oh man. I have a terrible memory when it comes to this stuff. I'll be involved in things, and people are like, do you remember this? And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And then I have to, like, go through it. Um, each thing. Like, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm 31, and I'm like, I did that? Oh, my, seriously, I cannot remember like, a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, you sent us a video of it. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, oh, other than I was watching Shit's Creek earlier, and there was a <laughs> part of it where she was doing her community service and trying to scoop a cat, dead cat or squirrel or something off the road, and she couldn't, and it reminded me of my best friend, who's my best friend now, who I trained, and that was part of her training, and she had to pick up this, like, roadkill off, and she couldn't, like, get it scooped up off of this, so it's I had to pick it up. frozen, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't remember. I just took a video of it and sent it to her, and I was like, hey, it's like you when you were in training. Was that the, was that the one I met uh, out front? Uh, no. No. Oh. No. Uh, this was a long time ago. Um... She's actually now federal level, and so um, let's see. <laughs> I mean, I I literally have seen so much naked people, drugged out naked people. Um, I mean, car stealing, like running from. I, I don't. There's just so much. I couldn't, I don't even like, know. Like, no, no one time, be like, man, this motherfucker ran out, jumped through a window, hopped on a dirt bike, did a wheelie, while shotgun on a Bud Light, like. No, no, I wish. I mean, not that I can remember. Um, have you ever done, how about this? Have you ever gone up to something, you seen something, got a call to something, to where you, when you got there, you were like, I'm not even mad, I'm impressed, like, you're good to go, like. Like, hats off to you. This is pretty... In- yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been times, too, where it's like, man, I got to give you props because <laughs> that was pretty decent. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I don't know. And it's so few and far in between now because I've been off the road for so long. Oh, yeah, you've been. You know, even when I go back and work, you know, during the summertime, there's... I try not to work too much, so <laughs> those days are limited, but... I can't even think. Let me let me think of it, and if something comes to me, I'll let you know. Sure. I know we kind of talked about the mental health thing or the, and the stigmas against that, but is the, is is whistleblowing? I know you're in a smaller police department, but is whistleblowing a common thing? And if if it's if it's not, is there negative? Is there anything that negative that comes from it? If you're like, hey, like I saw this dude, he was doing X, Y, and Z, like. Definitely not cool. Definitely against the rules. Definitely shouldn't be talking like that. Like as far as people, just whistleblowing in like, general. Is that a is it a is it a common thing, or is there avenues for you guys to do that? Um, okay, just so I'm like, when you say just when I say whistleblowing, yes. like like you you and another car pull up, mm-hmm. to, and this guy's obviously got his windows down, not tinted. Homeboy's got his hands at ten and two. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, dude in front of you is super 
uppity, what have you, and it automatically draws his weapon when there's, like, no indication for him to do that at all. Is there, like, any anything you, you can be like, hey, like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we keep each other in check all the time. I mean, there's, um, there's, yeah, I mean, no, I think for, for the most part, um, you know, we're not, maybe not as... I mean, I know that that happens a lot in, in bigger cities and, you know, all that stuff. But um, as far as, like, creating things because we, you know, think somebody, you know, has drives a certain car or is... Profile. You know, yeah. Like when yeah. I rolled up in my Caprice. Implicit bias is what it's called. Oh, yeah. Like when I rolled up and you guys were cleaning the boat. <laughs> yeah. And you guys and were staring at me cause, just because it was a Caprice. No, that was my dad. <laughs> Both of you were. You were in the boat, too. You were like, who's this motherfucker in this 91 sweet-ass Caprice? This hood rat-looking-ass boy. Yeah. You didn't know who it was. It was old Brad across the street. Yeah, you were sketched out. Don't say you weren't. You were profiling. No, I wasn't. I was just looking out for my dad. <laughs> Your dad was all fucking sketched out, though. It was so good. Oh, man. Yeah. Is there, so if you if you see that happen and you, you go to, let's, let's say, guy in another car, pulls the gun out, guy's obviously got his hands attended to. Mm-hmm. You say something to him, he's not receptive to it. Mm-hmm. Is there a way for you to escalate things to keep people in check? Like, talk to his, is, I'm assuming you guys each yeah. have your own supervisors. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we are definitely held to, um, you know, use of force things. So if somebody is is doing something that we we can see and recognize is way above and beyond what is justified, uh, we are we are responsible for either intervening or saying something or reporting it, and and immediately at least we're liable, you know. Sure. So. Do you guys wear, you wear body cams, don't you? Yeah, we do body cams, in-car cameras, front seat, back seat. We're always on camera. And it's recording 24-7? Always. Oh. Like, what like so want? So there's like live view, you know, um, on our cameras, and then there's like an activation. But anytime you flip your lights on, you hit your siren, you... That kicks um, it off automatically? Yeah, you oh, unlock no your shit. weapons in your car, everything turns on. Really? Yep. So what time do you got to go to the bathroom? Like, you don't want... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if I go to the bathroom, I turn my camera off. Okay, so you can you have the ability yeah, to turn yeah, it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You can turn it off because they're very touchy, and the last thing I want to do is you know submit some video and be like, "Sorry, that's me peeing." <laughs> 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 Sorry to our evidence, you know, lady who goes through all that yeah. stuff. Uh, so yeah, no, um, but no. Once you're you're out and you're you know not in the bathroom in private areas or whatever, <clears throat> then yeah, it's got to be on. What are some things that you? If, if you had the magic wand that you would change about law enforcement as a whole, whether it be Minot-wide, North Dakota-wide, country-wide, mm. just some g- general, general things because everything is different in every county and yeah. every state and it's every, everything's different. But generally speaking, what are if you if there was like a the chief of police for all of the lower all the all fifty states mm-hmm. and you could say these are the general outlines we're going to follow. These are the things I want to change. Um, I think, you know, I think that there would be a lot more emphasis on training for officers with men, like men, dealing with people who are in mental health crisis or how to deal with them. Um, as far as responding to a scene with yeah, that person. Yeah, responding to a scene, talking to people. Um, I cringe sometimes when I listen to um, people talk to people who are struggling um, because it's an uncomfortable topic. It's fucking um, weird. No, you know, it's uncomfortable 
not only for you to talk to somebody about what they're going through, but, um, you know, then you're thinking, oh, you know, what is this what that person actually thinking? Um, so I think that we across the board need way more like um, trauma training, mental health training um, and how to deal with that and understand that people do things for a reason, you know, sure, um, sure. almost always. And I think people don't realize there's more fucked up people than you realize that are out there oh, with ab- mental health mental health issues. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and that's one thing that um, you know, especially in my position um, working with um, kids and stuff, is that I have really like tried to hone in on as far as you know dealing with kids with um, different traumas and and mental health and all of those things. Um, and so I think that that's you know I've. I've worked at the police department for 13 years. Never once have I used my taser. Um, really? No. That thing's pretty sweet, though. Well, I mean, it's, it serves a purpose when needed. You, you, get, you, have, you have to get hit with it, right? You don't have to. What? It's optional. You've never been hit with one? Oh, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's real fun. Not. <laughs> no, they suck. <laughs> no, they're, it's it's not great. Um, no, it's optional. Like, you don't have to. It's not like, you know, pepper spray. You have to, you know, um, experience that. But... Um, the taser is optional at our department. At least at last I know, last I knew it was. I think taser. Everyone should have a taser. Um, Not everyone. Every cop should have a taser. Oh yeah. I don't oh mean yeah. No. I thought you meant like people in general. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> no. I, don't, I think I could trust your dad with a taser. Oh. I don't maybe. know. I started. Yeah. He gets <laughs> mad one day. I'm just talking in my mailbox. And he goes. <laughs> Sorry, Terry. Yeah. Um. No, I, yeah, uh, yes, I believe that there, especially in some of these rural towns that um, cops are lacking tools and resources and different things. Um, I know that there's some counties out here that they slap a, a badge on you, give you a vest, a gun, a flashlight, and a nightstick, you know, or a, a baton. That's and that's, it. and like, it's not a big deal unless something, like some serious shit happens. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a level of force that, that is relied upon, um, often um so that you don't have to go to that next level and that's and that's that's something scary because that's something like let's say if we didn't know each other you roll up to my house you're in uniform for whatever call like if you tell me to do something that's an order and Mm -hmm. i have to follow that and Mm -hmm. like the situation is now in your hands so like whatever you do like i i have to follow your order and instruction and if i don't you have to respond appropriately mm-hmm. and use that escalation of force mm-hmm. and like that's a that's a i don't want to say it's a scary thing but like people don't realize that people think they can like talk their way out of it or be a wise ass or throw a couple swings and like it's he'll realize you don't need to fuck with him like it's the the escalation of force can happen so fucking fast like it's, oh it can it's go from zero to a hundred and fucking so quick so quick yep. and people don't realize that i don't know Rest in peace to Cops and Live PD, by the way. That was my, my go-to shows. Live PD was so fucking good. Do you ever watch Live PD? Every once in a while I did, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Most of the videos are on YouTube, so if you want to watch it, it's still on YouTube. But, like, there's nothing more more raw and more real than watching that shit happen live because it's, like, people in not good situations or at their worst times or at the sketchiest times and now it's on camera mm-hmm. and now you're getting confronted with something that's supposed to make you stop what you're doing yep. or rectify the situation. Yeah. And it, it was so good. But with current climate, they took, I think they took cops off too. I know they took live PD off. Oh yeah. I think they took cops off. 
I think it's I, I think it stopped twenty twenty. I'll be honest, I try and not watch a whole lot of that stuff when I come home. From of course, work. yeah. I try and yeah. you know, I mean I have a few shows that I am like die hard for, but um for the most part, you know, or people call me after work and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry to bother you, but you know, it's like uh, I know. <laughs> Who else are you gonna call? <laughs> so um but it's uh yeah, there's there's uh, tasers are, are pretty cool. They hurt. I got some I got some shock knives back there. Oh, we use shock knives in our training as well. Yeah. They're pretty yeah. they're pretty rad. Do you guys go through like any martial arts or any yeah, sort so of combatives with Krav Maga or anything like we that? We do. We well we we train in uh, spear training now, which is like a Tony Blower. Um, oh, Tony Blower. Yeah, and then we do Krav Maga, like ground tactics. Really? Stuff. Yep. Level yep. you level one. No, we just do our basic, like, I don't know what they... You're probably level one then. Like, it just is... So there's three different types of crowd, there's Mm -hmm. the military, the civilian, and law enforcement. Law enforcement's like, give me your shit, back away, like, de-escalate the situation, Mm -hmm. and there's civilian where it's like, get your weapon away from me, I'm running away, and Mm -hmm. there's the military one where it's like, give me your gun, I'm gonna fucking kill you with it, (laughs) (laughs) and that's the one I went through. Okay. And we had a we had a street cop from Ohio come out and teach us. It was a street cop and some special investigation spooky guy from the from the state department yeah. that was his partner and they did a uh we did the class for a couple of weeks just to get us as level 1 certified instructors and he was telling us like different shit about the differences between the cop Krav Maga uh-huh. and the military Krav Maga. He's like, "See, normally if I was a cop, I'd have to do this and do this, but since we're military, we're going to do this, and you're going to take it away, and instead of shooting them, you're going to beat their fucking face in with the butt <laughs> of this M9 until they stop talking. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, John. Like, what the fuck's going on? No, I, like, I, th- I think I think uh, more police precincts need to – I don't you ever heard of Andrew Yang, side, sidebar? Andrew Yang, he was one of the presidential uh, Demo- – he's one of the Democratic presidential – uh, I forget where he's from. I could probably look it up, but – he was one of the Democratic nominees. He one of the things I did agree with him on was that every police officer, sheriff, any law enforcement capacity in the U.S., they all had to be purple belts in jujitsu, I believe. Okay. So that gave them all a baseline stance of how to de-escalate situations, how to use proper technique, mm-hmm. not to put knees on throats, mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Like. Yep. Just to have a baseline education on how to de-escalate, de-arm, and get away from a situation without potentially killing yeah. people. Yeah, and absolutely. Was, yeah, I think that was something pretty good. But is there is there you going through that Krav Maga course? Is there levels for you to expand on that, or is it just like, hey, this is your initial training. This is what we're going to throw at you. Yeah, you know, so like the first um, when we when we went away from our whole PPCT, you know, the pressure point stuff, all that. Oh, that's um, lame. Yeah. Um, and went through our defensive tactics course. It was like a week-long course. Um, so, like, 40 hours. And then every, like, every year we go through refreshers and different things. And it incorporates, you know, handcuffing and, you know, weapon retention and weapon, you know, taking away. You know, somebody's, you know, pointing a gun at your head or whatever. They teach you how to, you know, go through all the... That yeah. of yeah, same. Whatever. So, um, as far as like, unless I wanted to be an instructor or something, I don't think that there's like levels per se. I that think because we, we went through the instructor course. So yeah, there's, like, so we level have a couple one, instructors. Two, and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That have that. That I'm sure they are. There's, are there's, them. there's a. I asked the guys because they have to in order for them to be 
the guys that taught us, they, they flew down from Ohio, and I think the other dude was out of, like, California or something, but they, in order for them to get their, like, level, fuck, whatever the highest level certification for the, it was Krav Maga Worldwide, mm-hmm. so that was, like, the, the baseline where they went. In order for them to get, like, the highest level of certification, they have to go to, I think they had to go to Israel for a week to, like, get Omni Omni to be, oh. like, the level instructor they were. And I was talking to them. I was like, what's the craziest fucking move you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because they have a book. Like, everything's in a book. Mm-hmm. Like, here's, like, from the from the start to the to the end, this is this is how it is. And uh, there's a, I guess, on the level three for the military side, there was one, one move where it was like if a suicide bomber has a fucking grenade in his hand. There, it, it's happened twice, I guess, in Israel where the, whoever it is, the, Assad, like what, whatever. He'll mm-hmm. grab the dude with. He'll grab the dude by his hand and his, and hold the grenade in his hand. There's a certain twist you do to get him on the ground. Mm-hmm. You lock his arm. You you literally beat his face until he stops breathing. You cut his arm off. You duct tape his hand with the grenade around it. You throw it in a dumpster. Oh my and that's like that's like one of that's like one of the moves. Yeah, we don't learn that. <laughs> yeah. Nor do I want to have to learn no. anything like no. that's crazy. Did the instructors hit you at all when they were doing it? Like as like hands physically up. hit you. Yeah. Oh yeah, and in fact, I almost broke a girl's nose when we <laughs> one of yeah. my training partners. That I mean, it's real like it's heavy. I mean, you leave there and you're bruised and you're you're like fucking destroyed. Yeah, you're like, holy crap, this is the longest week I've had in a yeah. long time. They, they gave us the, they call it the punch before lunch, where you'd like tense up as hard as you could, and old f- Big big John from fucking Akron, Ohio, who's like 6'8", would come by and he'd lean back and get the athletic stance, and he'd just fucking give you one as hard as you could right in the fucking gut. Oh. Just so you'd eat and enjoy a nice lunch right afterwards. Oh my gosh. And then at the end of the day, they made you get in the, they make you lay down on your back and John would come by, and he'd he'd hop from belly to belly. So you have to like tighten up, and if not, he's gonna swish your guts in. Oh yeah, no, we don't do any of that. Thank God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that was part of the book, but that shit happened. <laughs> I think so, that's his own stuff. <laughs> Big John, if you hear me, I'm coming for you next time I see you. No, it's good. Uh, you guys get refresher stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is there? If you wanted to pursue extra training, is that a, is that a thing too, or is it just like, hey, every January you're due for this? Or? No, so you can put in for, um, like, say you want to be, you know, um, you want to specialize in in whatever you know area that you want to specialize in. So, like for me, a lot of my stuff as far as training centers around youth, around mental health, around um, you know, like community policing stuff and different things like that. Um, but if you want wanted to be a weapons instructor or you wanted to do that or you want to be in you know defensive tactics or you want to be on the crime scene or you want to um you just put in for that and depending on time and budget and availability um you get sent or you don't <laughs> so now, is it is it just a, a matter of funding or is it does someone have to give you the old omni yeah omni? somebody has to say yes you may go we think that you'll be great in this <laughs> and, um yeah sometimes and sometimes you have to have like a letter of recommendation from your supervisor it just all depends on um what the training is and sure um those types of things so so you gave me the the one thing you change about law enforcement as a whole is there any other big ticket items that you'd want to do um Let's see. Let's see. I think maybe um, there would maybe be some access to, um, you know, like 
tools and like unlimited train, like now that we're talking about training, but like unlimited training, because, um, I think that some people are, are held back because of the fact that they, um, don't have access to, to certain trainings or, um, the availability or opportunities to go to those things. Um, you know, everybody wants us to, to be this certain type of, of cop, you know, um, they don't want to pay for it. But nobody wants to fund it. <laughs> so that's the thing. That's the, the big issue. Um, so you want us to have these trainings. You want us to do these different things. And you want us to be a certain way. But somebody's got to fund it. Somebody's got to train it. Somebody's, you know, it's got to put it on the plate for us. Somebody's so. got to pay for it. Shit ain't free. Yeah. Yeah. So can we have an unlimited budget? That would be my next thing. <laughs> well, just ask Uncle Sam. He's apparently got a I, unlimited Just budget. giving money away left and right. <laughs> left and right. <laughs> What do you think about that whole defund the police thing? Obviously, you don't like that because you'd be out of a job at that point. I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever, I've ever heard. I think it's fucking insane. I think people don't realize the complete anarchy that would be out there. Um, it, I mean, look at what has happened in the Chaz Zone. You know, over in you know, you look at the western side of the the nation. You know, and those things that are happening. Um, and literally those cops could not do anything about it where you overtake an entire city block and complete anarchy. Like there's just no rules. There's nothing. There's, um, who are, <laughs> there are people who cannot defend themselves. There are people who can't do things for themselves. There are like, I get it. There's bad apples. Um, when it comes to police, there's bad apples in every profession, every Single Every profession. single, like, th there is nothing that isn't untouched when it comes to that. But um, there's just so many agendas and there's so many things that are our media um, creates that um, defund the police. Yeah, okay, good luck. It's it, it, Like, I heard that and I was like, this is just some dude trolling right now. And it was like, no, like, people, like, legit legitimately want to abolish law enforcement as a whole completely from this country yeah I'm like oh well sweden does it no sweden has cops and certain well while, while sweden has cops only certain select few have guns sure but mm -hmm. sweden also has like seven hundred thousand people in whole yeah like, it's also fucking negative 80 there nine months out of the year also like the the their their country has a different mindset they don't have you know fucking metropolitan cities and they don't have you know the the, the numbers that we have and it's mm -hmm. a, it's a different mindset for mm -hmm. sure and I, I heard that and i was like no way like oh yeah and yeah. people like le like legit think like hey get rid of all cops all together and like while <clears throat> i'm not i'm not saying i'm not a fan of cops but because i am we need we need law and order for sure do I think people overstep bounds sometimes? Sure. That happens in every facet of, of this world, whether it's education, uh, law enforcement, uh, doctors, religion, like whatever. Absolutely. Like there's there's good apples and bad apples for sure. But I heard that and I was like, that guy's fucking high. Like that guy's never been beat up. That guy's never seen anyone get fucking robbed. That dude's never seen anyone get fucking shot at. Mm -hmm. That dude's never had anything bad happen to him before. That's why he's saying this right now. He's living in this little fucking bubble. And it's, as soon as fucking Johnny B and the homeboys come by and they fucking yank him out of his fucking Lexus and they whoop his ass, he's going to wish the fucking cops weren't defunded. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. It, it blows my mind that people legitimately think that. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a scary it's a scary idea. It's a scary thought, and it's something that needs to get put to the back burner. So people will respond with that by saying, "We need to fix what we have in place." And I could say, "Sure." More funding, more training. My personal beliefs are more selective on who we let become law enforcement officers. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask your opinion on that. Do you think there needs to be stricter things in place, a more rigorous process or a more selective process to see who can become uh, a law enforcement officer of any capacity? You know, I think about like what our department does, and I've sat on like multiple, multiple um, hiring boards, and so I, I mean, I know the, the, you know, you got to go through a psychological test, and you have to pass a physical test, and you have to go through, you know, not one but two oral interviews, and um, you're you're judged by your peers and your, you know, seasoned officers and different things. Um, I think that even if we even if we did everything we possibly could to try and eliminate, um, you know, those bad apples or whatever, it, it's like everything else. Eventually there's going to be people that fall through the cracks. Um, but at the same time, like time is money and where's the money come from when you're talking about, you know, more extensive, um, you know, say more extensive background checks or how many psychological tests do you want them to go through? And, um, just all sorts of different things. Um, I think for us, um, I think we we do a, a pretty decent job of vetting our applicants and and who we hire and um, and and now, I mean we we are held responsible for. I mean you you fuck up like you're gonna be held responsible. You fuck up again, you're gonna. I mean there is just like you know. I, I, I felt like I hardly ever saw any sort of like discipline that my first five years. And now it's like, <laughs> I feel like every, fucking cracking the every, whip. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I mean, that's the climate right we're, now. Yeah. We're under the microscope Hard. and, and rightfully so. You know what? If you fuck up, like own up to it. Um, who wants to own up to it though? Well, I don't know, but if you can own up to it, you're in the wrong job. Like, I mean, we're all human and, and we are asked to make split second decisions um, all the time. That could be literally life or death. Yeah. And, and that's, so that's, that's a hard, that's a heavy weight to carry. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, there are definitely um, people who should, who should not, you talk about like, you know, bad, being badge heavy or people who use that. Um, and, you know, they're always like, oh, you must have been picked on when you were in high school. That's a real whatever. thing. I've seen um, it. I've seen oh, that. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it too. Um, and so, um, but. Again, like, do, I mean, do we have, you know, 20 cops working at our department or do we have, you know, 100 and 20 of the, the absolute best perfect people or, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's a, a, a right way or a 100% fail-proof way to do that. It's a, it's a very simple question to a very complex answer based on where you're at, area you're in, mm-hmm. surroundings that are, you know, your surroundings. Uh, you ever heard of a dude named Jocko Willink? Oh, yeah. 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 You, ever, you ever heard his philosophy on law enforcement and how they should do it? Uh, no, I haven't, but I know that one of our shifts got his book from their supervisors. Yeah. Um, and so they got they, they all got the, his book to read. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, what is it? I think it's 20% of your 
time that you're at work is spent on solely on training, uh, getting uh, training, just mm-hmm. 20% training, like yep. rehacking this, doing this, covering this, yep. like making sure you're good on that. And it's like, that's a fifth year job is solely training. And then I forget the other four fifths of it, but it was training because I feel like, like in a, in a military standpoint, I don't know how it is for you guys. So like, let's, everything from from training to a hiring process, right? So like we're, we're, we're I won't say we're, but the military, at least in the Air Force, you're looked at on a yearly basis. So mm-hmm. from this start date to this start date, we're going to write a, I don't want to say an essay, but uh, like a application, I don't want to say application, but what you've done in the last year, like show your, show your worth, what mm-hmm. you've done in the last year. And that's how you're, racked and stacked against your peers to see who makes rank and based on what's in that depends if you have a better shot at getting rank or not but like if you really suck Mm -hmm. your commander can say i don't recommend this guy for uh re-enlistment or i don't think like if we're if their force is super fat with manning they can say hey we're we're cutting the fat off these are the bottom three guys that we don't that i have to cut off and Mm -hmm. like based on your records you'll get cut off also on a yearly basis, there's so many things you have to reaccomplish physically or whether it's on the computer or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like training, uh, like especially in the flying world, you have to do something like every 90, 90 days or you can't do it mm-hmm. unless you have someone instruct you again because it's just that muscle memory. you got to do it so much and so oh, much absolutely. and so much yep. and so much. Is Do you think there needs to be more of that in, in your side or is the stuff you do already like have its checks and balances as far as like – yeah, no, we, we, I personally think that we lack um, training in a lot of areas. Um, you know, I mean, y- you get hired on and you have to pass a physical. At no point ever in the last thir- almost 13 years have I been held to that standard ever again. Really? No. Really? No. <laughs> Is that how most places, most, most, most no, precincts No, because are? I know that there's... There's places that have yearly physicals. I mean, whether it's you got to run a mile in in less than twelve minutes, or you got to do so many push-ups, or I mean, there's, um, and and the 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 physical aspect of the job it could mean life or death for you and or other people. I mean, yeah, if you fuck yeah, you know, if you're in a fight for your life and um, you can't, I mean, there's just so much you know that goes on. We don't do f- near enough hands-on training. I mean, we get. Our standard, you know, eight hours of domestic violence training and our standard, you know, defensive driving training and our, you There's know. There's like no uniform uh, physical training. There's no. No. Here's a free membership. Here's a personal trainer that we'll give you a discount on. Like. They'll, no, there are some. There's, you know, fringe benefits that you can get for, you know, if you have a gym membership and you go so many times or whatever. But, I, I mean, what's the standard, though? I mean, I could use that and I could go to the gym and sit on the stair stepper at a yeah. level one for 30 minutes and call it good type thing. Yeah. That's, um, that's, I won't say it's scary, but it, no, I, it is. Everybody's seen that cop that struggles to get out of his seat. Yeah. And absolutely. It's like, if that dude's with an arm's reach, I could grab his pistol, mm-hmm. give him one on the old on off switch on the jaw. And it's like, now I'm in control of this situation mm-hmm. and it's terrifying for that guy right there. Yeah. And it yeah. shouldn't be like that. Yep. Yeah. No, and there should, I mean, we should be, we should be training a lot more than, um, you know, than I think we, than we do. Um, you talk about muscle memory and you talk about like there's. Um, you lose it. Yeah. 
you do, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like how good your your your, your reloads, mm-hmm. like how, how quick's your under draw. Under stress and under pressure and. You know, those fine motor skills. Yep. Because somebody just shot at you. Now. Yep. Not, yep. <laughs> now you're getting that, that old dopamine dump, and you can't think straight, and mm-hmm. you forgot what your first name is, and uh-huh. you gotta draw your pistols on the left or is it the right? Yep. Is yep. it loaded? Is there one of the chambers or not? Yep. I fucking forget because yep. I can't think. <laughs> Absolutely. So no, I I definitely think that, and I've always said that is that we we need more training. Um, I think all around. I mean, not just. I mean, who disagrees with that? Why is that not? not happening because i think the majority of north dakota might not the u.s would agree that like they want to take away funding but if funding was put to a better reason to make sure you guys are crossing your t's and dotting your i's mm-hmm. and you're you're checking the boxes to make sure you're good to go mm-hmm. quote unquote i don't well everybody wants to know well what what is this training going to do what's this going to benefit what is it going to you know they want to know you know what's the quality of it and how do we, how do we measure the success of this training and you know the application of it and then who's going to pay for it and who's going to train these people and where's the time going to come from and all of that I could sell it pretty quick I'm not it's not really the PC answer though well <laughs> you, you, you want to put the money in it cuz you don't want to make headline headlines exactly. on, on Fox or CNN yeah uh, you don't want to go cheap either because you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. So you got to throw some money at it. A little preventative maintenance is what I want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Because it's like if you don't, homeboy hasn't shot a good grouping since 87. <laughs> and now he's got a Glock 17 on his hip and a badge. So, like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I wish I, w- I wish you guys could get more funding and, and all, like, all the shit you wanted. Or you could just, like, collab with different precincts from in north dakota but I yeah i don't know you guys need more money more training for sure mm-hmm. like for sure absolutely i don't think anybody would disagree with that <clears throat> let's talk to you talk to old mayor sitma <laughs> like hey <laughs> hey money bags throw some money at us <laughs> yeah <laughs> how is the uh social culture social culture of law enforcement change since you came in in 2008 till till now as far as, like, just... Like you said um, a minute ago, you were kind of... I think you kind of hit on it, and I, I wanted to talk about it then, but when you came in, it was, like, for every one one spot you had mm-hmm. had available, there was, like, 100 applicants. Yeah. Um, and now you're under a microscope, so how's it how's it changed from when you first came in in, what, 2008? Oh, it's... It's, um, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. Um, the stress, the liability, the, um, obviously being under the microscope, being in the limelight, um, is, is taxing on people. And it's, it's kind of scary when you think about these younger people that are coming out of the academy, whether they're 19, 20, 21 years old, barely have any life experience. And it's like, okay, now we want them to, you know, come out and, and, you know, police our streets and do whatever, but it's, um, it's, it's definitely morale wise, I would say a lot lower than, than it has been, unfortunately. What? What do you mean? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, it is. It's like, you feel like you can't do anything right, or you feel like, you know, you're constantly trying to do everything right and trying to, you know, do good, but society thinks you're the bad guy or you're not you know so we don't ever go out there doing the job because we want thank yous or we want you know but um 
it would it it would be really you know it would be a breath of fresh air if if people would just realize sometimes some of the things that you know we we handle and we go through and we deal with and things that people want to be naive to that are going on in communities and be like oh it doesn't happen here no it does it happens fucking everywhere yeah so um but yeah it's it's totally it, it is a lot different it is a lot different not for the better not 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 for the better. Which you is know, a, it's unfortunate. It is. And I think, you know, I, I will have to say, you know, our our admin is really trying to, you know, um, change some things and do some things to try and get it going in the right direction to have, you know, that morale, you know, booster a little bit and, and different things. And so maybe it'll turn the corner eventually and um, it'll become a sought after position again. And we'll I, have... I, th- I think it is. I think it. It's really on what you're listening to and where you're at kind of thing. I think mine out, it's always, I don't want to say it's always been good, but I don't think it got bad com- comparatively speaking to the other. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And, and to be honest, like just being in the, I don't, I don't watch the news. I don't read the newspaper. I don't. I just fucking don't. Mind. I, I don't. I, you know, there's times where I'm like, I gotta get off social media because I cannot listen to this stuff. I can't, I can't watch this stuff. I can't hear it's this fucking stuff. fucking gross. Um, because I. It just destroys you as a person. It fuck like so. I had to. Uh, have you ever watched the thing on Netflix called Social Dilemma? I have not yet. <laughs> Fucking watch it. You'll never be on social media again. I know, and that's. <laughs> I liked my social media for See, like for thing. different things, like for my hooked. friends. Because you're hooked. You know, and and but I but no, I I can't when there's. I mean, there's times where I'm just like I am just not even gonna go on here, you know. I, I took breaks for months at a time when the whole Ferguson Ferguson thing was going on and also I just can't and and when I see like my coworkers or my friends or family, you know feeding into it and they're and posting stuff or they're sharing stuff and they're saying stuff and I'm like good god just stop back to blue fuck black lives yeah, matter like, like Jesus uh, Christ like done <laughs> just yeah. be done like, yeah it's uh, like can we all just get along <laughs> yeah I wish it was that simple. I don't know. I think I, th- I, th- I think in Minot though it's better off than most places. I don't know if you saw the. It wasn't. It was the peaceful protest they had down at. Uh, I think it's Roosevelt's the one by. Because uh, uh, what's the one over on the northeast side of town? The park, the state park. That's where the water park is and stuff. What's that? Oh, one? that's Roosevelt. Roosevelt, so Oak, Oak, Park. Oak Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had the. Oh uh, yeah, we the, were working that day. I was on the the QRT. Yeah, I watched that yeah. live. And that was after George Floyd, the, yep. the George Floyd incident. Yep. yep. Yeah, and it, and it was I watched that happen live. As far as like the people that wanted to talk and stuff like that, and just to lay the scenario out, scenario out for how my not North Dakota was on the scenario, it was like they had these picnic tables. There was like food people could go grab. Mm-hmm. There was bottles of water, and like the whole like every every all the all the thirteen black people that lived in North Dakota as a whole came to Minot and they're like, yeah. All the police here are great. <laughs> yeah. Like I wish the rest of the country would be like the Minot Police Department. It was like back to back to back. They're like, yeah, it's a little bit cold here, <laughs> and, but everyone's super nice. The police are great. Thanks. Have a good day. It was like it was a breath of fresh air. I was like, ah, oh, fucking thank God. Yeah, you know, I always say that we we really do have a great community, and our citizens are, for the most part, um, really really supportive of our department, um, and. Generally, those people who aren't are people who are usually breaking the law, you know? Yeah, a bunch <laughs> so, of fucking retards. <laughs> so it's like, okay, 
<laughs> yeah, I get it. For sure. I get it. I've never gotten a I got no I got pulled over once, but it was it was it was always the sheriff's or highway patrol that sit by base. Probably both. Probably both. And I was real pissed off when I got pulled over because it's like you got all this shit you could be doing in Minot, but you're sitting here right off Air Force Base waiting for a dude fucking trying to get home to see his family, <laughs> fucking do six miles an hour over here and ride him a ticket for $6. Oh, like, that's definitely highway patrol. <laughs> fucking, I was doing 23 over or something like that, and he pulled me over. And he's like, why are, you in a, why are you in a hurry? I was like, I forgot my fucking ID. You can't get on base. <laughs> he's like, why are you trying to get on base? I'm like, I got to fucking work. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I can write your ticket. No, I'll do you a favor. I'll bump down to 15. I was like, cool, write it up, man. I'm fucking busy. Yeah. He's like, cool, all right, it's just going to be $15. And I was like, I was like, I looked at him, I was like, what, what? He's like, yeah, it's fifteen dollars. I said I was doing fifteen over, and you're gonna—it's only fifteen dollars. He's like, yep, dollar for every mile an hour. Oh yeah. I was like, good old North I was like, Pines. let me fucking sign that bitch real quick. I'm like, you have a great day, officer. Like, this has been the best experience ever. What I didn't realize though is if you pay it, you get the points on your license. Uh-huh. But it was like four points. I don't even know what it was. And it's like just to get your license. Just the thought of getting your license revoked is like fifty fucking points. So you have to do like. Well, oh, it's know. 12. You get 12, 12. and on your 13th is suspended, and it should have been like a three-point, probably a three-point violation. I was 15 over, so. Yeah, three points. It was. Uh, and after written. nine months, if you didn't want without a ticket, they're gone. No, I'm, just, I'm sober as a judge. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, no, good. No. Speaking sober as, sober as a judge, I've passed the last five out of my six sobriety tests. The thing that gets you every time is when they do the finger and the light in the eye, and that thing starts bouncing around. Oh, the HGN. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yo, that gets you every time. Yeah. It got me one of the times. <laughs> when I say I passed the last five of the six sobriety tests, we had this deal worked out for my last place I worked at where we'd go train. There was, like, this big training complex uh-huh. in Georgia where they trained, like, all local municipalities throughout Georgia. Yeah. And they called it, like, the drunk rodeo. Oh, they, yeah. They would, they would, like, feed you drinks. Yep. Like, drink this every 15 minutes. Like, they'd pour it for you. You'd breathalyze before and after. So you blew like a point one two, and you walked out to this thing. It's a controlled environment yep. for sure. And they'd, they'd like there was six of us, and there was one of us that was stone cold sober, and they didn't know which one it was. So they tried to figure out like who was sober based on stuff. And I passed five out of the six of those sobriety tests, and I was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, those guys were new, but the one guy got me because uh, he says the NGI. HGN. HGN. Yeah, it's the involuntary jerking of your eyes that happens when you're yeah. under the influence. And I Googled it. I Googled it later, and there's a certain percentage of the populace that that doesn't move. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like it's like one percent of the populace that that won't that won't that won't jerk at all. Oh, okay. Regardless of how much you drank or not. Yeah. And I'm not that one percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna take and drive. Is what I'm getting at. Okay. Well, that's uh, good. That's uh. good. <laughs> Yeah, the social culture's changed for sure. Back back to the, what I, I said a minute ago. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to get any better in the, in, in the near future. I, I don't I, think I, I wish it, it was either. <laughs> I wish it was, but it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be hard to come back from that because mm-hmm. we've never been more informed as a society. We've never been able to look at look it up look look at so much stuff and research so much stuff as a society than we than we have now yeah and and when it's like you got how many good things happen on a daily basis between law enforcement and civilians and you have that one thing mm-hmm. granted it's a horrible thing like people die it sucks it's yep. it's fucking horrible it shouldn't happen but like that thing gets blown blown up it gets under a microscope and that's like 
That's it. That's the, that's that right there is how the rest of everyone is, and it's hard to change. It's hard to get that snake off you. Yeah, it is. So what's next? Like what hap- what happens next? Like I I don't know. Uh, the focus has to shift somewhere else. I don't know. How about this? How about we just defund police? Yeah, it's a great idea. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Everyone it becomes the becomes the purge for like a year. <laughs> And then after a year, they're like, bring the fucking police back. I'm sick of getting robbed. Everybody's going to be like, I want to beat the cops. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, do you think since all the stuff in recent years from, from Trayvon Martin to Michael Brown to George Floyd, do you think that the public perception of law enforcement has changed at all in, in small town North Dakota based on those things? Yeah. I mean, I think not. I don't think significantly. Um, but I think that it, you know, I think it has, I think there's been a little bit of an influence on the way people maybe look at or perceive, you know, law enforcement. It's hard not to, you know, not for the better, I'm guessing. Yeah. And and I think it's hard not to when that's constantly what's being shoved in your face. Sure. Um, and so, you know, whether you have your own opinions based on your own experiences or whatever, um, or what you choose to believe, I mean, that's, um, I don't, I, I, you know, I just, I don't think it's been, um, you know, super, super terrible. No, and I, and I don't think a lot of people realize that what, like, a lot of bad shit happens as far as law enforcement goes in the U.S. Sure, there's bad apples everywhere. There's bad apples in law enforcement, like we've said. There's bad mm-hmm. apples in academia. There's bad apples in fucking religion. Mm-hmm. Like, like, priests are doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. Like, mm-hmm. but there's also the majority of the world that has not as good law enforcement as we do. There's third world countries where they'll fucking snag you up and you don't have a fucking say what's going on. Like I've seen it. I've been part of it. I was in a third world country for a couple months and like, just because I was American, they wanted to fucking hit me up with some shit. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they won't take my passport. And it's like, there's horrible shit out here and we got a pretty good thing going and it, could use a little massaging, sure, but it's it's comparatively speaking to the rest of the world, I think we're ahead of the curve based on the factors that are given to us as a country as a whole with the with the amount of people we have, the amount of metropolitan areas we have, with the amount of differences we have as, as from societies, whether it be like you're from the south or from the north or mm-hmm. you're from the from the coast or what have you. I think we I think we do the best we can with what we got and they're the bad seeds that we get that come into the law enforcement thing that don't, they don't, they shouldn't paint the the picture for the rest of the world for sure. And it's disheartening when that's what the, 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 the news wants, or that's what social media wants to, mm-hmm. wants to do. It's disheartening for sure. Cause it makes the ignorant person lose faith in the system that's in place. Yeah, or, I mean, and you talk about a whole, like, the whole, just the the justice system in a whole is is pretty scary a little bit, you know, when, especially when you talk about, you know, law enforcement going out there and, and doing their job and, and knowing that they're doing doing their job and, and holding those people accountable by, by doing their job. And then you feel like you've done it all for nothing because, the you know, whether the time fits the crime or whatever you want to say. The time fits the crime. Yeah. I've never heard that. That's good. Like, does it, you know, I mean, you, 
you know, for, you know, for me, I think of, you know, somebody who, you know, abuses or assaults or does something to a child or whatever, you know, gets like a slap on the wrist. And then you get somebody who, you know, has, you know, a pound of meth and it's like their, <laughs> their punishment is 10 times worse. And I'm like, what is wrong with this picture right now? You know, where, like, I, I don't know. And maybe that's just me, me, you know, or we talk about people who, you know, I, I just victims and different things. And so I think there's a breakdown all over when it comes to law enforcement, justice system, everything. Sure. Do you so. think, personal opinion, you can you can plead the fifth. Do you think that, that marijuana should be a... a class three controlled substance i don't know if you've ever been high but i've been high as fuck i'm just kidding <laughs> okay so well technically marijuana is a schedule one drug in schedule one sorry i'm sorry schedule, in North sch- Dakota. schedule one it is a I schedule one um do you know why it's a scheduled one as of right now in the history behind it like like Pertaining to North Dakota statute or like... Talking like is the U.S. as a whole. Um, no, I can just speak to like why, like what a Schedule One drug is per se in North Dakota statute. Right. For, so, you know, so what so, else What else is Scheduled One? Methamphetamines. Yeah. Heroin. Yeah. All, all the hard shit, right? Yep. Anything that is, has high addictability or abusive and low medical value is how they grade like scheduled like drugs in our system. You know, so you've got like a schedule four drug, like a, you know, your benzodiazepines or, you know, your like clonopin, your Xanax, things like that, you know. Yeah, those can be abused, but they have high medical value because people use them as medicine daily and, you know, d- different things like that. Do you think there's a, a, a push or a agenda from i don't want to say big pharma because that usually comes with a bunch of woo woo shit Mm -hmm. but why why some stuff's class one and then some of that stuff you just said is class four oh absolutely i mean (laughs) there's gotta be i mean there has to be i mean look where look where our our opioid epidemic is it all started with it's fucking crazy big pharmacology stuff in the 70s when they brought out all these drugs and they're like, Hey, it's not addictive. Just kidding. Everybody's going to become addicted. And now we're, we've got a huge problem. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, there, I think that there, there always is, especially when it comes to money and taxes and laws. And I mean, I think they, I think North Dakota was, I'm pretty sure they declined to even consider, I think I saw the vote on it last year. It was, they, they voted against even having North Dakota use it for for medicinal purposes as far as marijuana goes no it's no they voted it yeah. oh they voted yeah. it in but yeah. for recreational use it was, it was yeah it so was now they yeah right. so That's recreation right. so now they've just decriminalized the you know the smaller amounts um so um you know less than a half ounce it's now an infraction so it's a fine and you're not gonna you know do jail time you or anything get pulled like over that and still drive home. yeah yeah you're gonna have an infraction if you're you know 21 years of age and blah blah blah, blah all that stuff but um I don't know. You're 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 a, a woman of the badge, and I'm I believe the old red, white, and blue. But just treat it like alcohol. Fucking tax it, <laughs> sell it. <laughs> yeah. So my only concern would be is that you know I think people, 
you know, are like, oh, don't drink and drive. But then people don't ever think about, like, you know, smoking and driving or the no, the true tr- effects of. Treat it just like alcohol. I know. That Can't would drive be great. And do it. That would be great. But we can't even get our state to raise the taxes on tobacco. Like, we're like the 49th in the nation for taxing on our tobacco. I think it hasn't been changed since 1983 or something. I think Missouri's number 50. They have like the lowest excise tax in the country. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, so. Do you ever have, has there, has there ever been a time where a guy, you, you, you pulled a guy over or you came up to a certain scenario and the, and the guy, guy girl whatever said something did something or 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 gave something to you that was like an automatic get out of jail free card um for instance if you pulled someone over and a dude gave you a monopoly card that was in fact a get out of jail free card (laughs) (laughs) i mean depending (laughs) on what the case is i mean um has that ever happened though or something that you could elaborate on over the microphone you know like I mean, obviously, I've I've let people, you know, out of speeding tickets or whatnot, sure. like because of like, hey, I'm driving my, I'm I'm t- literally driving them to the ER right now because you know, got to take them to the hospital or whatever. Um, you know, have I have I given people breaks because they've been super cooperative and it's maybe not the the worst of different things and, um, you know, and yeah. Yeah, we have discretion. Nothing's black and white in our in our job as far as, you know, nothing, you know, I I have to do this or I have to do that for the most part. I mean, there are, you know, some things, um, domestic violence things, things like that. But, of course. you know, I mean, uh, I'll, I mean, yeah, have I given somebody a break and, you know what, I, I could place you under arrest right now for DUI or whatever, like... Or I could call you a cab and park your car. Or you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely that's happened. What, what, what usually dictates that situation for you to go one way or another? How they how they are, situation, whether you believe them or not. I, I imagine it's a handful of things. Yeah, like mood I think you're it's a, in. A, a culmination of everything um, as far as um, there's not like one one thing that sways it you know, back and forth or whatever. I mean, everything, everything is different. Like every case is different. So it's just how the, how it's going at the time. I mean, just, it's, yeah, it's just a totality of, of the circumstances. And you told me to get back with you on the craziest shit you saw. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. The funniest. How about the funniest experience you've had? Yeah, there has to be a couple oh, that come right to the gosh. mind. Everyone loves to hear cop stories. I and know. You, you ain't giving me nothing. I know. I told you I'm terrible. I'm terrible about remembering this stuff. What would be the funniest? I don't even... <laughs> I don't even know. I know that there's stuff out there, and if anybody listens to this, that they know they're gonna be like, "Dude, don't you remember that time that you know?" Ever, ever pulled, ever, ever pulled any super trooper shit? Um, no. Come <laughs> no. on. Okay, so this is not even like, like incident related, but we have this guy who works on our department, and he um, retired Air Force, and he's from the East Coast, and he's got still has a pretty thick Eastern 
like East Coast accent, you know. And I'll never forget, he, uh, <laughs> he goes to an alarm call and, you know, he gets on the raid and he's like, yeah, headquarters. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't see anything about an alarm in this business. He goes, oh, wait. He goes, yeah, there's a guy in there. He's driving one of those Zamboni machines. <laughs> and he was talking about, you know, the, the ride on like floor washer yeah. things. Yeah. Um, or, that's pretty good. <laughs> or, uh, you know, we busted up a big party once and we had a, a new, a new person that was riding or like a, a newer hire that was riding with us and needed some hours. And there were, I mean, literally we were pulling people like out of the f- like crawl space and the you know floor. And so we're like, Jeez. there's somebody up in the ceiling, you know, whatever. So we send, well, <laughs> I look and boom, here comes a foot through the floor because he missed the rafter. And so he stepped and put his, his foot through the floor, uh, clearing people out of the, you know, the attic space or whatever. Um, you, just, you just let those guys go. You tell uh, them good effort. Yeah, no, uh-uh. No, those are the ones, especially when you're you're pulling people out of crawl spaces and stuff that everybody gets a ticket. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, there's... I'm sure there's other, I mean, other things. Um, it, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's some, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm just a terrible to- storyteller because I can't <clears throat> remember those things. Yeah, my brain's fried. I can't remember shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've done, we've done an hour and 40 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Time's, oh, man. Time's flying. Yeah, that was quick. Yeah. That was quick. All right. Go wrap it up. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's been really good. I, uh, yeah, learned a lot for sure. Got a got a good perspective from someone that's that's doing the thing every day, and uh, I hope I hope some people hear this and take some take some stuff from it and and use it for the better for sure. Uh, if you don't like what's going on, go vote and call your local. Uh, municipalities and complain about the things you don't like instead of putting that shit on social media. If you want change, make it happen and support local law enforcement. Yeah. Thank you. You got any, uh, you got any, you got any plugs you want people to look you up on social media? You want, you trying to stay Figmo? (laughs) I just, yeah, don't look her up on social media. Uh, No, just uh, stay safe and be kind. We live in a harsh world. Fucking be kind. Yeah. No kidding. I was going to play the cops theme song <laughs> when you first came on. No, you got to play the the Little Wayne Miss Officer song. Which you don't have it? that one? No. Oh, man. She's like, wee, wee, woo. You know, how do you not we'll have that song? What is, it? what is it called? It's called Mrs. Officer by Little Wayne. Mrs. Officer. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No, that's not as good. You got to play the cops one. All right. Uh, Little Wayne, Mrs. Officer. Yep. No, that one's whack. We gotta. We oh gotta, yeah, I've I've pulled up and. We gotta finish. This is what the fuck it's about right <laughs> okay, now. Okay, so it's a funny story about this song. During Christmas, I was working and uh, I covered an officer on a stop, and these guys in the car, and all of a sudden, they just crack the windows and they're just blaring this song, <laughs> like for everybody to hear. And I'm standing outside, freezing my ass off, and I was like, "Oh, that's some funny shit right there." <laughs> Have a good night, fellas. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right, Casey. Catch you later. All right. See you later. Boy, you're up. Don't talk to police. (laughs) See you guys. Love you. Bye.